Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 6th of December 2020, which is the second Sunday of Advent this year. My name is Peter Walker, and our sermon this morning is by Judith Meehan. Readings are by Kate Cocker, and our prayers are led by Fran Foster. Our first hymn is Long Ago Prophets New. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. 
A voice cries out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. So let us listen and turn to the Lord in penitence and faith. God, through Jesus Christ, will judge the secret thoughts of all. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Purify our hearts and minds, that when your Son, Jesus Christ, comes again as judge and saviour, we may be ready to receive him, who is our Lord and our God. Amen. Today's reading comes from Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 to 11, and it's titled, Comfort for God's People. Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out! And I said, What shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures for ever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. This is the word of the Lord. Our next hymn is... On Jordan's bank, the Baptist's cry announces that the Lord is nigh.
Reading is taken from Mark 1, verses 1 to 8. John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whom sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, my name's John. I was born a long time ago, about 2,000 years to be precise. My mother and father were called Elizabeth and Zacharias, and they were both elderly. In fact, my mum didn't have any other children because she couldn't. My father was a priest, and they both came from the family of Aaron, and that family was very religious. Well, my story actually begins before I was even conceived. As I said, my father, Zacharias, was a priest, and so he went to the temple. And this one day, he, his turn, I think, it was him that had to do the sacrifices and burning of the incense behind the altar, behind the curtain. So he was by himself. Now, while he was there, an angel came to see him. That angel was called Gabriel. Now, the angel said to him that his wife Elizabeth was going to conceive and have a son. Well, my father said he didn't think that was possible because she was old. How was she going to have a son? And because of that, the angel said, you are not going to be able to speak now until the time your son is born. And he is going to be called John. Now, Elizabeth, my mother, she was old. But she did become pregnant. And that was me. Well, she kept it very quiet. She didn't really want people talking about it. So she didn't go out very much. But I remember one day... And I had been inside my mum in her womb for about six months. She had a visit and that visitor was called Mary. Well, Mary, as it happened, was also pregnant. Now, as soon as my mum greeted Mary, I knew that that baby was special. And 
and I did a big wriggle, so much so that my mother felt it inside her, and she called Mary's son Lord. Now, after I was born, people were very surprised that my parents wanted to call me John, because at that time, the oldest son, which of course I would have been, should have been named Zacharias after my father. But they were obeying the angel who was sent from God. So, now my dad, he did know that I had a mission because I was sent to my parents by God. And my father prophesied about when I was eight days old, I think, something like that, that I would prepare the way of the Lord, that I would talk about salvation for people and offer forgiveness of sins. So I grew up with my father going to the temple, reading the scriptures, and I knew all about what the prophets had said about a Messiah, somebody coming. And also, I went to the temple to offer him praise and thank him. So I spent several years doing that. And then I knew I was in this world for something special. And I went out into the desert, into the wilderness. And I ate locusts and honey from the wild bees. And I was there preparing myself for my work. And while I was there, I prayed. And I knew that God was with me, preparing me for the time to come. Whilst I was there, people did come to see me. Crowds, in fact. And when they came, I urged these people to repent of the sins and the things they'd done wrong and to ask their forgiveness from God. I hope that some of them did when they went home. Eventually, though, I did venture back into the villages and the towns. And there the religious leaders said, that I was wrong about repentance, especially for them, because they thought they didn't have to repent, because they were priests and leaders, and they didn't need it, because they were just so good. Well, I knew that God had called me to fulfil what the prophet Isaiah had said, that I had come to prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So, hopefully, make it a bit easier for him. And that's one of the reasons why I left the desert. And I started using baptism in running water of the River Jordan. A baptism for repentance, to show people a sign, as it were, of how they should live from that day on. 
Well, I was really surprised that one day, you know, Jesus actually appeared by the river. And he asked me to baptise him. But I said, why? Surely you don't need baptism by me. But he said that it had to happen. It had to be that way. And I think probably it just showed, especially the people that were there, that there was a need for repentance. And he was human. So he needed to show the people that. And it was a very strange thing. But the strangest thing of all was when he came out of the water following the baptism, the Holy Spirit descended on him as a dove. And that, I hope, showed the people there, and it certainly did prove to me that Jesus was the Lord. And the voice at the same time that said, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Well, that just was really, really a bit frightening, but confirmation indeed that Jesus was the Lord. And soon after that time I heard that Jesus had started preaching, had gathered some people from the fishermen and others to be disciples to him. And he had gone to Galilee and there was preaching and teaching the people. Well, by now I had been arrested by Herod because I had told him that he had sinned because, well, it was because of his marriage to um, his brother's wife. And he didn't like that. And so he put me in prison, I think, to stop me talking about it and telling people that he, he had sinned. Unfortunately, while I was there, there was a big party and Herod at that party was tricked into killing me by his wife and he he couldn't get out of it and so that was my end. Well, that's John's story very quickly and not in a great deal of detail but I think it does illustrate a few remarkable things that can be used by us today, that will should give us hope this Advent time. So let's have a quick look at that. The first thing I think, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And the timing of this is perfect. The second thing I think is that following the plan, God gives each of us a reason. We each have a calling and a purpose that is only for us and for us to fulfil. The third thing, through whatever hardships or wilderness times, God, through the Holy Spirit, 
is with us and will give us the power and the will to keep focused on Jesus. The fourth thing, I think being humble and obedient to God is more important than what people think or say about us. Just think about what they said about John. And the fifth thing, well, it's our mission, each and every one of us today, to lead others to know and love Jesus. Now, in some ways, Advent is like Lent. It's a time of preparation for each one of us. Like John, we may grow through the wilderness whilst we prepare the way to welcome Jesus back into our lives and hearts this Christmas. It is a time for renewing our relationship with him. We are preparing ourselves for the Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And in some ways, if we want to go beyond that, to the time when he comes again, not known by anyone. We should all be ready. We should all repent, ask forgiveness for our sins. John truly did prepare the way for Jesus because he never turned away, he never turned back. He put God first above everything. John was humble. John was obedient to God in all things throughout his life and ministry. Are we prepared this Advent to meet our Lord humbly and obedient to his call? Amen. This next piece of music is a soul setting of the well-known hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel And ransom captive Yeah. 
Dear Father, thank you for your many blessings. We thank you especially for the renewed hope that the COVID vaccine brings. Help us to keep that hope alive and to remember your promise that you are always with us and will support us through all our struggles, whatever they may be. We just need to put our trust in you. We pray for all those who are unwell at the moment and we lift up to you all of those known to us who need your healing touch at this time, whether that's in body, mind or spirit. We pray especially for comfort for those who are mourning the loss of a loved one, whose loss is felt ever more keenly as we approach Christmas without them. We thank you, Lord, that flights are resuming to enable our young Syrian family to be enabled to come and live with us. We ask that you be close to that precious family, Lord, and help them to overcome any nervousness that they may be feeling as they prepare to move to their new home. We ask that all the preparations go smoothly and that we are able to welcome them to a lovely, safe new home in the new year. Finally, Lord, we ask that for your blessing on all the plans being put in place to enable us to worship you in safety over the coming weeks. And we ask all these things through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, Lo, he comes with clouds descending.
May God the Father, who loved the world so much that he sent his only Son, give you grace to prepare for eternal life. Amen. May God the Son, who comes to us as Redeemer and Judge, reveal to you the path from darkness to light. Amen. May God the Holy Spirit, by whose working the Virgin Mary conceived the Christ, help you bear the fruits of holiness. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.